Hey guys, this is my very first episode of Double Dog Diaries. I am your host Jasmine and let's get started. Saturday, August 31st. Sometimes I wonder if my mom is brain dead. There are days when I know she is, like today. The drama started this morning when I casually asked if she would buy me one of those cool new iPhones that do almost everything. I considered it a necessity of life, second only to maybe oxygen. What better way to clinch a spot in the CCP, cool, cute and popular group, in my new private school Westchester Country Day than by dazzling them with a wicked new mobile phone. Last year, it seemed like I was the only student in my entire middle school who didn't have one. So I bought an older, used phone, super cheap on eBay. It was bigger than I wanted, but I figured I couldn't go wrong with the clearance price of only $12.99. I put my phone in my locker and spread the word that everyone could now call me on all the juicy gossip on my new telephone. Then I started counting down the minutes before my social life started heating up. I got really nervous when two of the CCP girls came walking down the hall in my direction, chatting on their mobile phones. They came over to my locker and started acting super friendly. Then they invited me to sit over with them at lunch and I was like, um, okay. But deep down, I was jumping up and down and doing my Snoopy happy dance. Then things got really strange. They said they had heard about my new $600 Juicy Contour designer mobile phone and that everyone, meaning the rest of the CCP crew, couldn't wait to see it. I was about to explain that I had said juicy gossip on my new phone, not new gossip on my juicy phone. But I never got a chance because unfortunately my telephone started ringing very abnormally loudly. I was trying my best to ignore it, but both of the CCP girls were staring at me like, well, aren't you going to answer it? Obviously, I didn't want to answer it because I had a really bad feeling they were going to be a little disappointed when they actually saw my phone. So I stood there praying it would stop ringing, but it didn't. And pretty soon, everyone in the hallway was staring at me too. Finally, I gave in, snatched open my locker and answered the phone. Mainly to stop that awful ringing. I was like, um, hello? Sorry, wrong number. And when I turned around, both of the CCP girls were running down the hallway screaming, Make it go away! Make it go away! I guess it probably meant they didn't want me to sit at lunch with them anymore, which really sucked. The most important lesson I learned last year was that having a cruddy phone or none at all could totally ruin your life. While hordes of celebrity party girls regularly forget to wear their undies, not a single one would be caught dead without her mobile phone, which is why I was nagging my mom to buy me an iPhone. I tried saving up my own money to buy one, but it was nearly impossible to do so, mainly because I'm an artist and totally addicted to drawing. Like, if I don't do it every day, I'll go nuts. I spent all of my cash on sketchbooks, pencils, pens, art camp, and other stuff. Hey, so I'm broke. I have a milkshake at layaway at McDonald's. Anyway, when my mom came back from the mall with a special back-to-school present for me, I was pretty sure I knew what it was. She rambled on and on about how attending a new private school was going to be a stressful time of tremendous personal growth and how my best coping mechanism could be to communicate my thoughts and feelings. I was absolutely ecstatic because you can communicate with a new phone, right? I kind of zoned out on most of what my mom was saying because I was daydreaming about all the cool new ringtones, movies and music I was going to download. 
it was going to be love at first sight. But after my mom finally finished her little speech, she smiled really big, hugged me and handed me a book. I opened it and frantically flipped through the pages, figuring that maybe she had hidden my new phone inside. It made perfect sense at the time because all the advertisements said it was the thinnest model on the market. But slowly it dawned on me that my mom had not got me a phone and my so-called present was just a stupid little book. Talking about major heartbreak, when I noticed that all of the pages in the book were blank, I was like, oh no she didn't. My mom had given me two things, a diary and an irrefutable, okay I don't know what that is, evidence that she is in fact clinically brain dead. Absolutely no one writes their most intimate feelings in a deep, dark secrets in a diary anymore. Why? Because just one or two people knowing all your blitz could completely ruin your reputation. You're supposed to post this kind of stuff, post this kind of juicy stuff online on your blog so that millions can read it. Only a total dog would be caught writing in a diary. This is the worst present I've ever received in my entire life. I wanted to yell at the top of my lungs, Mom, I don't need a stupid book with 688 pages blank. What I need is to be able to communicate my thoughts and feelings to my friends using my very own mobile phone. Wait, silly me, I keep forgetting. I don't have any friends yet, but that could change overnight and I need to be prepared with a shiny new phone. In the meantime, I will not write in this diary again. Never ever. Monday, September 2nd. Okay, I knew I'd never write in this diary again. I meant it at the time. I'm definitely not the kind of girl who curls up with a diary with a box of Godiva chocolates to write a bunch of really stuffy stuff about a, my dreamy boyfriend, my first kiss, or my overwhelming angst of the horrific discovery I'm a princess of a small French-speaking prin principality and now worth millions. My life totally sucks. All I wandered around, all day I wandered around my new school like a zombie in lip gloss. Not a single person bothered to say hi. How am I supposed to fit in at a snobby prep school like Westchester Country Day? This place has Starbucks in the cafeteria. I wish my dad had never been awarded a bug extermination contract from the school. They can take the little pit Pity scholarship and give it to someone who actually wants and needs it, but I sure don't. It's way past midnight and I'm about to freak out because I still don't have my homework done. The assignment is for Honours English Lit and we're reading a Midnight Midsummer's Night Dream by Shakespeare. I was kind of surprised because I didn't know he wrote Chain Chicklet. It was about a mischievous fairy named Puck who tries to break up a really cute couple lost in an enchanted forest. Then, this is a guy with a, there is this guy with a donkey head, crashes a big fairy party and hooks up with their queen. Pretty weird stuff. A homework assignment is to complete three essay questions about Puck. Would you consider Puck the protagonist of the play? Why and why not? How do Puck's personality and actions set the mood of the play? Use your imagination and provide either a detailed physical description or a drawing of Puck. First two questions weren't that hard, and I finished them in no time at all. However, the quote questions threw me for a loop. I didn't have the slightest idea what Puck looked like, 
but I tried to imagine him with cute little pointy ears and as hot as Nick Jonas, Corbin Blue, Justin Timberlake. I was also dying to know if having a messed up name like Puck could totally, completely ruin his life. I bet the popular kids at school called him Puke, Schmook, Yuck or something worse. Poor Puck. I tried to go to that educational website, wiki something or the other, that everyone plagiarizes to find a picture of Puck. But I couldn't remember the name of it and was too lazy to Google it. I was really surprised to hear a knock on my bedroom door this late at night and I assumed it was my six-year-old sister, Brianna. About a week ago, she lost one of her front teeth and buried it in the backyard to see if it would grow. She's forever doing crazy weird stuff like that. My mom says it's because she's still a little kid. But I personally think it's because she has the IQ of a box of crayons. As a little Joe, I saw Brianna the Tooth tooth Fairy collected teeth from children all over the world and then super glue them together to make dentures for old people. I explained that she was in big trouble with the Tooth Fairy seeing as she dug a hole, buried her tooth somewhere out in the backyard. The funniest part was that Brianna totally believed me. She actually dug up half of mom's flower garden trying to find her tooth. Since then, Brianna has been paranoid that the Tooth Fairy is going to sneak into her room in the middle of the night and pull out all her teeth to make dentures. But my prank kind of backfired because now she absolutely refuses to go to the bathroom at night unless I first check to make sure the Tooth Fairy is not hiding behind the shower curtain or under the bath towels. And if I'm not quick enough, Brianna will have a little accident right on my bedroom carpet. Unfortunately, I have to learn the hard way that, contrary to the TV commercial, Carpet Fresh does not remove all odors. Luckily for me, it was not Brianna at the door, but my parents. Before I could say, come in, they just kind of barged in like they always do, which really irritated me. Because this is supposed to be my room. And as an American citizen, I have a constitutional right to privacy, which they keep invading. The next time my parents and Brianna come rolling up in here, I'm going to scream, Hey, why don't y'all just move in? Anyway, my parents said they were surprised to see that I was still up doing homework and wanted to know how things were at school. It was really strange because I was just about to answer. I had a total meltdown right on the spot and burst into tears. My parents were shocked and stared at me and then at at each other. Finally, mom hugged me and said, My poor little boo-boo, which only made me feel worse. Not fitting in school was bad enough, but now I had to suffer the additional humiliation of being the only 14-year-old still being called Little Boo Boo. Suddenly, my dad's face lit up. Hey, I've got a great idea. We know that you've been under a lot of stress lately with our move and your new school. I bet if we posted some, some positive affirmations around the house, it would help you adjust. You think? I was like, okay, dad, this is what I think. It is a stupid idea. Like sticky notes with corny sayings on them will solve my problems of being a total loser at school. You want to know what else I think? The article I read about bug extermination killing off brain cells is probably true. But I just said it in my head so no one heard it but me. My parents kept staring at me until I was, it was starting to creep me out. Finally, after what seemed like forever, my mom smiled and said, Honey, just remember, we love you. And if you need us, we're right down the hall. They walked back to their bedroom and for several minutes, I could hear their muffled voices. I guessed that they were probably discussing whether or not I should be committed to the medical hospital right then or 
first thing in the morning. Since it was so late, I decided to finish my park assignment during study hall. I wonder if you still had to ha- hand in homework when you're locked up in psycho ward. Okay, guys, thank you for listening. This is the end of the episode. I hope you liked it. So come back for more episodes. Bye.